I thought, I'm going to go fix that. <laughs> Let me go and show them how women's professional football could actually be run. And then I started my first business in law school. So, I mean, I've taken every, you know, sort of turn that they told you not to take. And so that's, that's why I started with my answer first, which is always be yes, go for it. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic. And so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book. All you have to do to get your copy is head over to beginmybiz.com slash free offer to, you know, sign up for your copy. All you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you. I am so excited about this. I want to serve you. Grab your copy today. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, America's number one small business expert. And I would like to welcome you to tonight's Small Biz Chat Podcast. The Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business insights. Our mission is to end small business failure. The goal of the Small Biz Chef podcast is to give our small business audience an opportunity to hear sage advice and grow your business and take it to the next level. Let me introduce my next guest, Jane Bolin. Jane is a successful attorney and entrepreneur, and she's the managing partner of her real estate law firm, Peyton Brolin. She is also the first female chair of the Global Governance Committee for Entrepreneurs Organization. EO is a global nonprofit dedicated to helping entrepreneurs succeed. For more information about her, you can go to PeytonBolin.com. All right, Jane, you've got such a crazy background. I I can't even uh, go there. So not only, ladies and gentlemen, is she a lawyer, an entrepreneur, she's very heavily involved in EO, She's also the mayor in her town. <laughs> so I, I, I got to understand, tell me how you, you know, cobbled together this amazing background. In <laughs> Melinda, thank you for having me on the show. And I do have a bit of a Renaissance background. I think the answer to your question is really, I'm always a yes. <laughs> I'm a yes to big opportunities. And so I go after them, um, which is a little bit of how I got to where I am now. You know, it's, it's a, it's a strange journey when you start out as a young adult and you're working in sort of the workplace. And then what I decided to do was go to law school. And, but I did this after I played on the first women's professional football team. So I went to law school, not to be a lawyer, but to be an NFL agent. I thought, I'm going to go fix that. (laughs) Let me go and show them how women's professional football could actually be run. And then I started my first business in law school. So, I mean, I've taken every, you know, sort of turn that they told you not to take. And so that's, that's why I started with my answer first, which is always be yes, go for it. 
you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, just, just a point of privilege. I went to Virginia Tech. Did I read that you went to Radford University? I did. I went to Radford University. I studied political science. Oh and my I played God. rugby. <laughs> are you are you from Virginia? How did you get to Radford? I am. Yeah, I'm from Northern Virginia. I, I was born in Korea, but grew up in Northern Virginia. Love it. Love it. All right. So yeah. go Hokies. Just, just come. Go Hokies. Go Hokies. All right. <laughs> so, now, so now tell me, what drives you to keep going? I mean, I know you say yes, but you've done, you played professional women's football. You worked in television. You worked on some very successful reality shows. Then somehow you wound yourself to law school. I mean, you, yeah, I know you say yes, but what did you want to be? Like, I just want like, what did what was your goal initially when you started out? When you went yeah, to- so I wanted to have a life of freedom. I think like a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners, I wanted to be able to call the shots. And so with that, you know, I took opportunities. When I was in law school, I asked the managing partner of the firm that I was working for to give me $25,000 to start a company. Seemed reasonable. <laughs> and he said yes. So I just started down the road. And really what's compelling me today, I think, is, you know, I've really developed myself as a leader, as a leader in our community. Um, I've worked on many boards. I lead my businesses. And I consistently work on how does it look to be a better me? And with that, I think leadership calls you. So for me, running for office was just that natural next step. Here I am leading two businesses, very successful. Clearly, government needs leadership. (laughs) So... I've started this brigade of how many more entrepreneurs can we get to run for office? Because I think it makes a difference. All right. But there isn't some big story behind why you decided to run for mayor of your town. Like, tell me there was some zoning law that pissed you off and you were like, no, I'm going to be the mayor. (laughs) I'm going to fix it. I'm part of the system. I'm going to fix it. Tell me what happened. let me tell you what happened. November 9th, 2016, I woke up and hadn't paid attention to politics at all and realized that the election went the way it did. And this is not a, you know, a partisan thing. This is just, wow, I had really didn't think that was possible. And then I was like, huh, where are all the leaders at? And I started my journey then. I walked into my business partner's office that morning and said, I'm running for office. They, they said, well, Jane, what office? I said, I don't know. I'm going to go figure it out. Maybe my city. And so there isn't a big fanfare story. It was literally like, let me go learn how to lead in government. Because there are skills that small business owners have, that entrepreneurs have, that are desperately needed in public policymaking. And so that's why I did it. And it took me two years. I got elected in 18. So it was, you know, it takes a little bit of time, right, to get there. So, so did, you have to run, did you have to run twice or it took you two years to sort of like get the momentum and like write, file the right paperwork to get on the ballot? Like what? Right. So 18 was the election when the opportunity was there and I won by the most votes. So I became, uh, I got put into our leadership line. So I was a vice mayor last year and I'm the mayor this year, but not every commissioner gets to do that. You got to win by the most votes. Oh, okay. So it's a whole system. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So tell me what lessons have you learned from being mayor that have helped you be better in your business? Oh, that's so great. So I think all business owners can relate to this. We get to call the shots. At the end of the day, I pull the levers and dials of my business. As a mayor or a commissioner, that's not what you get to do. So everybody thinks that somehow I get to direct staff. I don't get to do that. The city manager is the CEO of our city, and we are policymakers. So this is what I've learned. Influence, shaping and forming how people uh, 
move forward is so valuable, not just telling people like what to do. <laughs> so that might sound, you know, a little, oh, whoa. But the truth is, right, as entrepreneurs, when you're running your business, you tell people what to do. And when you're in a, this position, you want to create consensus, you want to shape and form decisions. It's a very different skill set. And I suggest all of you consider <laughs> getting into public office because it's a it's mutually reciprocal for a society to have you there, I promise. Right, Jane, because I don't have enough to do, sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, listen, I, I think it's awesome. So tell me, I know that you have a strong belief that entrepreneurship has the power to uplift people and uplift and transform communities. And I was wondering what kinds of things have you been able to get involved with there in Florida that, that you'd be able to kind of see this to fruition? Yeah, so there's a couple of spaces. So first with Entrepreneurs Organization, I'm heavily involved in helping with both our incubator program, Accelerator, and then just the organization itself through governance. But from a policy point of view, I mean, it's really about supporting the idea that entrepreneurship matters. And we call that in government uh, business development. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. They, it's, they, it's almost like synonymous. It's funny. But, you know, South Florida is becoming a tech corridor. Everyone's been hearing about it. There's a big boom. So looking at how can our city create spaces for incubators? How can we include incubation space in our facilities? How can we provide for our residents? Many solopreneurs start at home. I mean, I started my first business at home. So how do you provide those that kind of support? And I think it's a new space for government to really be looking at how do we help entrepreneurship? And I think it's really very American. I mean, it is capitalism matters and it's what is the engine of our country? And so supporting entrepreneurship and seeing sort of, I, I would say in the last 10 years, really a, you know, a, a new uh, acceptance for entrepreneurship, it's exciting, super exciting. So that's what I do. I keep pushing that drum and, and working with our business community and trying to set up as much incubation as we can. Love it, love it. So tell me about your, your business, Peyton Brolin and... Um, it's a real estate law practice. And I know you guys have been in business for how long? Uh, so Peyton Bowen's been in business 13 years. Our title company has been seven years. And, you know, I started that just myself and my business partner and we grew it. So we did what a lot of entrepreneurs do. We grew it fast. We hit that Inc. 5000 in 2015. And then I was like, oh, you know what? And I think Scott said this earlier. I don't want all the clients. I want the right clients. And I also want the right staff. I don't need 100 attorneys to say that I have a successful business. I need six really good attorneys who know exactly how our culture works, how we support our clients, and how we change what it's like to interact with attorneys. I think that's super important. But I needed that. I needed to go through that expansion, right, to really get the feel of all of that, what that's all like, and then say, oh, scaling isn't everything. But that's just for the law firm. The title company, we're scaling away. <laughs> love it love it well with the real estate boom you guys ought to be like crazy right now so tell me you know those skills that you have in your your business and then the skills you have as the mayor like what has now been like the hardest thing about being the mayor and running your two businesses Ooh. so I would say the first thing is separation right so People want to talk to me about everything, and really it's required from an attorney-client privilege point of view to be separate, from a city point of view, public records. We are in the sunshine state with the most transparent you know, elected official laws in the country, in my opinion. 
So it's separating those things. And then honestly, it's managing all of it, right? Like I'm managing three major things. So I learned, I think about 10 years ago, I did productivity and performance coaching. I was coached and then I became a coach. So I love putting things in my calendar. I live out of it. I'm very clear and, you know, I have time to think. I have time to contemplate. I have time to just be. So, yes, it is. But it's still a challenge to say it's not a challenge. It's totally a challenge. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right, Jane, what is your favorite podcast? I love Bulletproof Radio. So A State of High Performance with Dave Asbury, I think it's amazing. All about biohacking yourself. I love it. I like that. What is it called again? What is it? Bulletproof Radio. Bulletproof Radio. All right. That sounds really, really good. What is your favorite business app? A new one. It's called Kahoot. And it allows you to do on-the-fly surveys and to like really uh, deal with teams and have people give results while you're giving a talk or doing a meeting. And it's super easy. And I love it. Kahoot. That's cool. Kahoot. I haven't heard of that one. Jane, what's your favorite old school marketing tip? Yeah, so I think um, acknowledgement matters. So you can use that as giftology, you know, get really good at acknowledging people's big moments in life. Or you can use scout tip and start sending letters and thanking people <laughs> with a card. It That stuff makes a difference, no doubt about it. I completely, completely agree with you. I believe in cards for everyone in my life. So I, I agree. People like to be appreciated. Love it, love it, love it. Jane, what's your favorite book? Sure. The three best business book is The Three Laws of Performance by Steve Zaffron. Not widely known, and I would highly recommend it. It is really around the idea that integrity is like the foundation that then creates workability, which then creates performance. So if you want to improve your performance, don't worry about all the doing. Worry about how who you're being. And I think it's incredible. So love to share that with everyone. I love that book. That sounds like a great book to read. All right. Listen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much to my guests. Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat podcast. If you want to know more about how to start and grow your small business, head over to Small Biz Lady University and sign up for my course, How to Sell and Market Online to get your business going in the right direction. Thank you all for being here with me tonight. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, your host. Till next time, remember this, you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.